This episode is rated E for everyone because everybody should play video games. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ethereum Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the past and the present and future of video games. Tonight, we are on episode 17. Yes, 17 episodes. And much like our topic, we have become a small little video game loving family. So, tonight's topic, we will be talking about family-friendly video games. And joined by another father in the group, we have Seth. Seth, uh, how have you been doing this week? Doing good, buddy. Just uh, been busy working, and uh, but still enjoying time with the family as I can. That's great. Uh, I know you've been busy. You've told us about that. I hope, Hopefully, uh, you can answer my next question. And have you had any time to play any video games this week? Man, I uh, I tried to boot up Warzone the other day with my 660 Ti from 2013, and I got a whopping 17 frames per second. I felt like I was running for my life the whole time that I was playing the game just because I couldn't see anything that was going on. But <laughs> those days are now behind me. Just prior to recording, I got my 3080 installed. Looking forward to after we finish recording tonight, jumping in there. I did boot up Warzone for about five minutes before we recorded just to kind of see what was shaking out. I put everything on ultra settings, set her all the way up to 3440 by 1440 for my ultra wide. And I was still getting about 120 frames a second when I got into the game. So, yeah, looking good. Look good. Nice. I know you've been waiting for that graphics card for a long time, so I'm really happy for you that you got it. And hopefully we'll be seeing each other together on the battlefield soon. But uh, that brings me to the other family man. <laughs> well, that brings me to the other family man in the group, Aaron. Aaron, how has your week been? I have a petition to make. Um, I went back and listened to last week's episode, and somehow we skipped over when you called Seth's team by a different name. So I want a petition that we formally change the Mando Bros to the Renegade Rompers. Because somehow that was just like completely <laughs> casted over and no one even caught it. We'll make the t-shirt and everything. All I got to say is, <laughs> Seth's, Seth's all I got to say is how, do you, how, did, how did you like that uh, cold open? I, I didn't know that it was going to be there until I opened, opened the episode today. The music <laughs> was a nice touch. It was a very nice touch. <laughs> I nice. thought it was a good tribute. Yeah, yeah, you know, sad moment there. Anyways, but um, I've had a good week, extremely busy with work, but um, that didn't stop me from jumping into a bunch of different games. Uh, what did I play this week? I continued with Demon Souls. I leveled up one of my characters, my melee build. I'm trying to get up there, so I got them from about level 13 to level 72 today. So that was that was a bit of a grind. Um, did that. I jumped into a little bit of Valhalla because they have the Easter event that's going on right now. Uh very little compared to what the Christmas event was, but it's basically the same exact thing. You just run around your settlement and do errands for different people and have a drinking competition. Nice. And yeah, it's it's fun, but it doesn't give you a whole lot that's different. But I do like that they're adding these things in here to celebrate the different holidays. It's not called Easter, though. It's called whatever um, the Nordic version of that holiday was back in those times. I, I forget what the name is, but played that. And then because of the... Sweet, sweet discount. I jumped into Watchdog Legions today. That game has always looked pretty interesting to me. The first one is the only one that I've played, and I, I enjoyed it. 
it was uh it was it wasn't it didn't keep it didn't make me buy number two and legions was not on my radar because of that so what do you think of it interesting is a good word to describe it um it's very i mean it, it has that kind of grand theft auto-esque vibe to it where you're running around the city um your character doesn't have a lot of detail because there is no main character to this game which is which is a big point for them is that you can play pretty much any character that you see on the map um with the exception of a few people you can recruit them to your cause and then you can play as that character and that could be your main person that you play with um they do have a they do have a permadeath mode so you have to keep recruiting people because if your character dies and they're dead for good um but Mm -hmm. the difference between this and grand theft auto besides the uh the like hacking and all that other kind of crazy stuff that they add into this game um you can hack a drone and then have the drone come down and pick you up and you can control it like a little rc car flying through the air or an actual drone i don't know why i called an rc car um but you you're not nearly as unstoppable as you are in grand theft auto so if you want to pull out your gun and just start shooting and then try to run away from the cops it's not nearly as easy as in grand theft auto but other than I feel that, like the a- first one was like that too, though. I feel like the first one, when you got your, I don't even know what they call in that game, but when you got your star level up or your warrant level up, yeah. it's it a lot tougher it's like to get a tri- away. It's like a triangle that pops up on the bottom of the map, and then there's like five or six of them, just like the stars in yeah. Grand Theft Auto. But um, yeah, it has a lot of nods to, to those old Grand Theft Auto games and even the newer ones, but it's a fun game so far. Yeah, I, I don't know how invested I can get without having a main character to get behind. But I've only played a few hours of it so far, so I'll let you know more next week. Nice. Yeah, that I know that's one thing that you enjoy is, is your your main character storyline arcs. And one thing that actually intrigued me about this was the commercial. If you know anything about Parks and Rec, um, Councilman Jam is in the commercial, and <laughs> he he uh, has a thing for the old granny lady that has a bazooka or, or an LMG or something like that, and thought she was a wicked cool character. But that, yeah, that's the only thing that actually intrigued me was the fact that you could play as anybody or be anybody. But at the same so, time, I feel like it would lack depth. I did have a point where um, I had to leave the room for a second. And there is an auto drive setting on the cars where you can basically click on a point in the map and then get in the car and say auto drive. And the car will just start driving you there. Um, it obeys all the laws when you do that. So I had to walk away. And then when I came back, the car was there. So it was kind of like a fast travel without actually fast traveling. And my character had been sitting there for so long, he got out of the car and there was a little old lady screaming at him in the street. <laughs> yeah, she was just right in his face, screaming and yelling at him. I was like, where did this come from? That's funny. That's funny. Well, yeah, I'm glad you've uh, enjoyed that game. I myself have uh, been sticking with my my new, my new mode and playing a few different games now. So... Um, Switching to Twitch has really been beneficial to my broadening, my broadening my horizons of my video games. So I played my usual Warzone. I did a few streams of Sea of Thieves, which honestly, Sea of Thieves is still hands down one of the one of the best uh, the best games that I feel like for a relaxing, you know, just fun time to play. And Fortnite with my son, you know, um, that is something that, like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit later in the episode is video gaming with your family whether that be your children, your grandparents, your wife, whatever that may be. There's a lot of games that are great for um, young ones specifically, and that's what we're going to talk about. Fortnite may or may not be on that list. just depends on you know what you want your kids to be doing. But, um, yeah, so I've had a good time. I've played, a, I played a, a good amount of games. 
I've updated Marvel's Avengers, so I do want to play that um, again and, and get into that since we talked about that last week and it really was uh, making me feel like I need to get back into it. So that is where we're at. So thanks, guys, for uh, sharing your week. And let's uh, get into some news. First topic on the news that we will talk about is we all know that one thing I've been adamant about is the hackers and cheating on my favorite game, Call of Duty Warzone. I know Seth has uh, talked about that as well. And one thing that happened uh, today, there was in China, one of the world's um, biggest cheating scandals, um, or cheating organizations, ring, whatever you want to call it, organization crime ring, was stopped. And they seized um, luxury cars, um, a ton of money, things like that from these cheaters. And some of the games that these cheaters were supplying hacks to were uh, Call of Duty Mobile, uh, for one. So there is a chance that maybe we have, uh, maybe we've, maybe this this uh, bust will get rid of some of the hackers because their their systems have been shut down. They were offering a subscription service for where you can get these cheats and these hacks um, on a monthly basis that or on a daily basis, depending on how you wanted to use it. So there was that. Uh, like I said, uh, Call of Duty Mobile, Overwatch are some of the big games that they were supplying hacks and cheats for. And yeah, so we're I'm, I'm actually excited about this. Uh, hopefully yeah. we actually see a stop to some of the cheating in some of these games. I know Overwatch is a hugely com- um, competi- competitive game, and cheating in there is probably pretty rough same same aspects of cheating in warzone so yeah good move good move there i'm happy to i'm happy to see that maybe we'll see some other good benefits from that um i have not seen you as happy about news (laughs) as you were when you told us about this article you're outright giddy i don't that call of duty mobile's on there so my guess would be if overwatch and call of duty mobile was on there they probably were supplying hacks to call of duty warzone as well would be my guess even though it wasn't named in the article that I read. so I want names of people they were supplying to. <laughs> they also need to be busted. Yeah, that would be awesome. But, you know, hopefully things will get better for some of these games. Because I know cheating is pretty pre- prevalent on these online games. But another game that needs to have some hacking done to it is the game we don't ever want to talk about anymore, but we always do, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, they had the biggest patch um, ever has been released and supposedly this patch is fixing all the major problems and bugs that are still hanging out there um so aaron seth have you downloaded this patch yet have you are you going to get back into cyberpunk are you guys still done with it cyberpunk is still not on my playstation yet so i deleted it right after i got the platinum and walked away and i will stand true to this i will re-download the game when the new dlc and the update to the ps5 comes out and then I will play as the Nomad because that's the one I haven't gotten to yet. But if you already have Platinum, playing as the Nomad doesn't even... I mean, that doesn't even matter because you've already Platinumed it. So Correct. I see why not playing it till the update comes out is uh, worth your time. But Seth, Mr. 3080, the graphics of that game maybe hopefully supposedly are fixed. Yeah, man. Is it something you will get back into? Yeah. So I never really had any problems with Cyberpunk in the first place with the actual... Like, as far as bugginess or glitchy, I never really had any problems with that in the first place. It was more of just the underwhelming side quests and underwhelming ending that really took me away from Cyberpunk. However, looking at our Discord and some of the photos that Aaron and I shared in our Discord, 
that you can find at E3M Gamers on Facebook. Uh, the photos that we shared on there, man, they are really enticing me to come back, especially with the 3080. I would love to see what some of those cars and landscapes look like with RTX cranked all the way on and just seeing what that, that uh, ray tracing looks like. But uh, yeah, yeah, if I find some time, like uh, I'll definitely be hopping back into Cyberpunk soon. I hope this update fixes some things, but again, I didn't really have many problems with it at the beginning, so I'm not going to act like I did, but uh, nonetheless, I look forward to jumping back in. Nice. Yeah, I, um, I have the game downloaded, and I see that I can update it. I have not done that yet. But I probably will. I just don't know when I'll have time. Besides my streaming schedule, I don't have much time to play games off stream. Just because of everything going on in life in my life right now. I got two kids in, in baseball on different teams. So that's pretty busy four nights a week. Well, two nights a week plus uh, plus uh, two sessions on Saturday. So life is uh, pretty busy right now. Um, but I might get back into it. I don't know. I should be honest and probably say I'm not going to get back into it. So... I don't want to lie to anybody out there. We know my history of completing a game. <laughs> have you guys seen some of the updates that are coming out for this? Like some of the um, things that have been tweaked? No, they, I have uh, not even looked at it. So the first thing that's on here is the NCPD spawn radius when the player commits a crime has been increased. So you're not going to get the cops spawning directly on top of you anymore, which is good. Because if you did anything, all of a sudden my cop would be right behind you. Sometimes they would just pop up in the room with you, which is ridiculous um right so that was yeah, done was they're they're getting rid of when you could slide off of a roots off and would not get hurt regardless of the height so no longer no doing game that needs glitch. fall damage no game needs well, fall, you're getting damage. fall damage, damage is the worst thing ever created <laughs> um now the npcs will react better when you're driving like crazy because before they didn't have any reaction at all there's like over a hundred different things on here, but those are the ones that have been standing out to me. Nice. Well, you actually, you know, some of those issues right there were issues that you had when you played on yours. I remember, you know, um, you had the most issues with glitches. Like Seth, I didn't really have any glitches in my game besides some audio glitches. But uh, I still don't see a correction for you tripping and dying when you're walking down the street, <laughs> though. So that was my big one. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, this will be the last time we talk well, about Cyberpunk for a while. You're playing on PlayStation. It wasn't the four though. I was on the five, and you know that that one's fine. Yeah, it's true. I, I did. I didn't say four. I said PlayStation. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of PlayStation, we do have some PlayStation news. Aaron, you want to share a little bit about that? I do. So, if you have a PS3, a PS Vita, or a PS Portable (PSP), you will no longer be able to access their digital stores starting in July. Um, however, if you have a PS Vita, you will be able to access the store until August 27th. So if you have any DLC content that you want to get, anything that does not have a disc version, you want to jump on that now because your time is limited and you will not be able to play those games anymore once that goes away. I was literally just shopping on the PS Vita store like two months ago. Yeah, this may yep. actually affect Seth it's more the only than me I don't I have any of the PS Vita. So... You better get on there and grab everything that you could possibly want. Does this mean that they're shutting this down because they're going to work on a new PlayStation Portable, and so to speak, in some kind of way, handheld game? Or are they I, just cutting ties with it all? I highly doubt that, especially just with the new support. remote play. Yeah, especially with the new remote play that you can play your PlayStation games on your phone already. Um, True. I don't see them making any kind of portable system coming up soon. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean... 
you know, there's uh, Mario, if you remember, Mario just ended some support on March 31st for their, um, some of their Mario 35th anniversary games. So, you know, I guess businesses just got to clean house every once in a while and cut things off because they're not profitable, which, or they're, they've run its course. So that, I mean, it makes sense. Those are all, all three of them are old systems when it comes to time that they've been out. Statistically, after the first few months, a game's sales drop drastically. Um, if you want hard numbers, the Ghost of Tsushima game came out in June or July last year. And then by November, they had sold 5 million copies. And now they just hit the 6.5 million copy benchmark. So from November to now, it was 1.5 million copies. But they sold 5 in that short amount of time. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of surprising because there hasn't been that many big AAA titles that have come out. Ghost of Tsushima is probably one of the the last few good releases that have come out in the last six six to eight months, right? I mean, what other big uh, ones really have really come out besides Cyberpunk, Call of Duty, and, and Hitman Three, and a few other ones? But Last of Us Part Two. Uh, but that came out before, right? Awards. We said no, it came games. out right after. Right Excuse after? me. Okay. <laughs> Excuse you. It won <laughs> all the awards. I didn't even play that game, but it won everything. So can't can't yeah. knock it. Um, I am kind of happy that I just mentioned Ghost of Tsushima because I completely forgot this bit of news. It's not even on our dock, but I'll add it in here. They have announced that PlayStation is going to be creating a Ghost of Tsushima movie that's going to be directed by the same director from John Wick. Ooh, that could be cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. That could be really cool. I I don't really get into any video game movies. I feel like they're usually a disappointment, but this this sounds exciting. I take it you haven't watched Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme yet, like I told you to. No. I thought it was Doom. I thought you told me Doom, to watch Doom I told with you to watch Rock. both, actually. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I have to watch Doom with the Rock, and I also have to finish watching uh, Hitman. Oh, you have to watch Hitman. Oh, so yeah, we can't I, finish I mean, Hitman in the game, the... but you can't finish Hitman the movie. Hmm. You know what? It's different. Seems like there's a trend with the Hitman series on, our, on all our ends. We want to love it so bad, but... Hey, I, I actually almost booted it up this week. Almost doesn't so. count for anything. Counts and horseshoes and hand grenades. grenades. Killing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, that brings us to our last bit of news, which is um, another unfortunate piece of news. Another video game has been pushed back. Uh, it seems like every week we are sharing another game that has been pushed to 2022 due to pandemic and other things like that. Um, unfortunately, this game is being pushed back, but the good news is it's not being pushed back to 2022. Uh, back for Blood, the the new, so to speak, Left 4 Dead um, series sequel, uh, which is not actually a Left 4 Dead title, but it's made by some of the same people and looks the same, plays the same. Uh, Back for Blood is being pushed back to October of 2021. So um, instead of this summer, like it was supposed to come out. So there's a little bit of delay on that. Hopefully that's a a good delay and not something that will be cyberpunked and delayed three more times. Uh, But the demo for it will still be released this summer. And we will be able to play that, so I'm excited for that. But at least at least they have saved us the sadness of a 2022 release, and we're still going to get it this year. Can't say that about some of the other games we've talked about, and I'm sure we will we'll have to t- share these, this unfortunate news about other games coming up as well. But that brings us to tonight's topic. While, while we're talking about delays, <clears throat> while we're talking about delays, hopefully you didn't have to delay your gaming too long to update your... Call of Duty this week. We haven't mentioned that yet, but the new Call of Duty Season 2 Reloaded update came out, which is kind of the way they refer to their mid-season updates now. 
but it was 133 gigs for PC just for the Modern Warfare and Warzone. And it was over 50 gigs for all the consoles. It was a massive update, but it remains to be seen what all really was included in that update for it to be that huge. Yeah, I've, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not happy that I had to buy an external hard drive just for Call of Duty, but that's where we're at right now. I think Call of Duty now is topping over 350 gigs total uh, for Warzone and Call of Duty and Cold War combined. So I don't know. Do I don't want to go on another Activision rant again <laughs> yeah, like I normally do? <laughs> but anyways, but I mean, yes. Like literally, <laughs> like most of the time when they, most of the time when they launch the news for the new season, like it's like chock full of new stuff, and this one like is very underwhelming with what's coming in the second half of the season. Yet this update is massive. My so, guess is they preloaded the we'll update see. for we'll April 21st. You know, April 21st is the new season. Um, so this is the midway mark of the season. April 21st is when the season three drops. And supposedly, as we've rumored multiple weeks, and as you guys have seen online and things like that, um, everyone's contemplating when we get a new map because they told us we'd get a new map in, in the first quarter of the year, basically. Um, which obviously that's not happening because the first quarter of the year is over. Um, but with season three, it's, I, I think that it had a lot of stuff to do with that. That was they just preloaded onto people's systems because you know how they like to have the ship coming in and giving you a bunch of tips and teasers. I think you're going to need a second external hard drive before the next season drops. That's the hot take. Oh, I just got myself a five terabyte. I haven't. I have not uh, opened that bad boy up yet because my two terabyte. Unfortunately, after this um, update, just hit the fifty percent mark. So I don't. I might I don't have take to what get I said into back. this five T. <laughs> you're going to need a second external. <laughs> I need some more USB ports. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that said, guys, that's our I'm news for the night. I'm having to move a bunch of stuff just to get this season uh, Well, you've got seventeen hard drives. You've got like what twenty-five terabytes lying around your your room, so you should be okay, right? Well, the problem is I only have a terabyte and a half that's M.2. The rest of it's all uh, traditional hard drive space. So, Gotcha. Yeah, that uh, that's actually another point. My two terabyte is an M.2. My five terabyte is just traditional. So I might have to move some of these low-key games I don't play as often over to there or just uninstall them. Yeah, I'm, I might have to do some shuffling around as well, Seth, once this season three comes out. Y'all both uh, just need to have a Call of Duty computer. <laughs> Each of you just get a designated one. That's what one. it is. <laughs> Nothing else goes on it. Oh yes, twelve hundred dollars well to run a free well game. Uninstall Hitman because I'm never going to finish it. Come on, you're so close. <laughs> well, guys, that brings us to tonight's episode. Tonight we will be talking about family-friendly gaming. Uh, that is gaming that you can do with your kids, you know, your loved ones, your grandparents, things like that. Um, I want to start the episode off by talking about memories. I grew up gaming. I I think I've shared before the first time I ever got my Nintendo. I remember the day my mom brought that in. And ever since then, me, my dad, and my brother have always played video games growing up. So I want to talk about memories. So Seth, tell us about your gaming memories with your family growing up, whether it be with your mom and dad or your, your brothers and sisters. Tell us about some memories you got from gaming um, as a kid and what games you played and things like that. So probably I remember the most playing GameCube with my dad, and we would play... 007, Agent Under Fire, and uh, Medal of Honor Frontline. We played the multiplayer versions of those, and we always enjoyed those. But, uh, you know, also, 
You know, I remember back at the Super Nintendo, just playing Super Mario and passing the controller back and forth, trying to uh, to beat the missions. And so I do have a lot of memories, good memories that, that revolve around gaming. Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, Super Mario Brothers is definitely one of the first games I remember playing. I, and we did the same exact thing. We would all take a take a level, and if you win or lose, you pass the controller on to Dad or to, to my brother, and we would continue playing through the game. Um, what about you, Aaron? What kind of uh, memories do you have from growing up playing video games with your family? I mean, my earlier memories, I got to agree with Seth. It was a lot of Super Mario Brothers. I played a lot of Mega Man with my siblings, passing the controller back and forth. Um, games that we actually played together, though, were always the fighting video games. So I remember playing the earlier um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games. I remember playing Mortal Kombat with my siblings, games that you could beat each other up in a video game where you couldn't beat each other up in real life when you wanted to. <laughs> That's what we did Let me a lot. tell you about and that. And I would always lose. <laughs> and I was always lose. Um, if my siblings listen to this, if they do get to this episode, giving my little brother the yellow bat, um, he had a little yellow wiffle ball bat that we were all terrified of him for. If we weren't playing video games, that was the game that we played. But when violence in real life was too much, we went to violence in the video game. And that's where we played it as. And I got to say, um, Ocarina of Time, playing the Legend of Zelda games. I know it's Seth's favorite, but I remember playing that game so much. And my older sister, oh, he's falling asleep on me. Look at that. I remember my older sister telling me that I could play as soon as she died. And that girl never died in that game. So I just sat there as eager as can be, waiting for it to be my turn. And it could be hours until my older brother came in and said, just give him the controller. And she would put me in the middle of Hyrule Field and from the giant flowers that have razor blades that come out like a helicopter after you. And I would die in three minutes and then she would get her turn again. Those are my memories. Those are my memories. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Like I said with uh, Seth, we, we played a bunch of Mario. We'd switch off levels. Um, my brother and I all got big into Street Fighter, man. And Ooh, I remember yes. there were multiple times that our Nintendos, whether it be the Super Nintendo or 64, got taken away because um, we ended up fighting in real life because, I, I mean, I was a kid. I wanted to win. I was E-Honda every time and trapped him in the corner and just blasted with my hands, you know? The little da 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 You know what I'm talking about? You can't take these hands. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so when we got our Nintendo 64, like we, we me and my, every Saturday morning, we didn't watch Saturday morning had cartoons in our house. Every Saturday morning, me, my brother, and my dad, we woke up, we played Mario Kart or GoldenEye every Saturday morning for hours. It was awesome. And, you know, that brings me into thinking now with my own kids. I know, Seth, you got um, your son as well. Like gaming now for me um, is a, my my kids love video games. They love the fact that I'm a streamer and they all want to be a streamer when they grow up. I don't know if that'll be viable when Aww. when they are when they're older. I'm sure it still will be. Um, but you know, I I started by the time they're older, there may be companies that just have streamers working out of the company as like an actual channel that you can watch them on. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But the, I mean, me and my kids now we play Mario Kart. Uh, we play Minecraft Dungeons, um, Fortnite with my seven year old, which I've talked about a few times. So there, you know, there's a lot of games out there that are very family friendly. Um, Seth, do you play anything with your son now? Not much. Uh, I play stuff occasionally, and he watches, but uh, he still hasn't quite got down the movement. We have tried to play Disneyland a couple of times, and uh, he'll move around and look around a little bit, but he still hasn't quite got the uh, double motion fluidity yet. 
Yeah, that was uh that was a big thing for both both my older kids. Max still kind of struggles with that due to his cerebral palsy, but he plays um the Lightning McQueen Cars 2 racing game that we got a long time ago. He also plays the Sonic Heroes uh racing game. He does good with racing games and Mario Kart. He never shoots any shells or anything, but he can race. Um but the action adventure games have been a little tough for him. But my 7-year-old, I mean, I've told I've said this before. He is he is amazing at Fortnite. Like I'll sit there and watch him play Fortnite, and he's a thousand times better than me. You know, in my opinion, with the whole moving around and all that kind of stuff and building, and now that now he's actually getting decent at building. But uh, yeah, so that's what I want to talk about. Um, I know Aaron, uh, you don't have any kids yet, but you do game with your wife and your in-laws a lot, and uh, we're gonna talk about that soon. I, I know we've we've hinted at it before, but we will definitely be talking about gaming with your significant other or slash co-op games, um, you know, and so I know you'll dive into there, but Aaron, I'm sure you're excited for one day having your own kids and teaching teach them video games, right? Oh, they will be masters. They will get to the point when I don't have the time to complete a game, I'll let them do it. Now, his kids will be going to school. Sure. My little, his kids will be going to school and my saying, little trophy hunters. <laughs> yep, his kids will be going to school and saying, hey guys, I just platinumed uh, Assassin's Creed 27 last night. What'd you guys do? <laughs> Struggled through the first level. Lame. <laughs> what? The first level? Kids I beat that big in expectations. 10 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that is something that you definitely will be looking forward to. And I know that I enjoy it. And Seth, once your son gets older, you will definitely enjoy it as well. But uh, that brings us to the next and the main, the meat of tonight's episode. We want to talk about family-friendly games. Not necessarily games that, you know are okay with for kids to play, but games that you and your kids and your wife and your grandparents can get together and play. And uh, Seth, I know you just mentioned it. You played a little bit with your son. I've also played this. I'm sure, Aaron, you've played it as well, Disneyland. Let's talk about Disneyland real quick. Um, Disneyland yeah. is actually the first game that I have ever played with my son. And we played that as a family because um, the Disneyland Adventures it is a free game on Xbox Game Pass. I'm sure it's available on PlayStation. I don't know if it's free on their PlayStation network or not. Um, Aaron, you might be able to say yes or no to that. Um, but Find out. Okay, yeah. But, it, it, I mean, it is a, it's relatively cheap even on Steam or on PC, but that's actually the first game my kids and I have ever played. And we did that because we go to Disney so much. Um, you all know that we met through a Disney podcast. That's how the three of us became friends and started this podcast ourselves. Um but Disneyland is a great game for kids to really get into video games because it has missions and it has the, you know the aspect of um, the multi-directional um, using both joysticks to run around and do your things and you interact with other Disney characters and you you have to take photos you have to use Buzz Lightyear's blaster and a bunch of other things take camera uh, use your camera and interact with uh, other other characters but I think that honestly that's one of the best games to start a kid on. And to play as a family because it is really a great spitting image of Disneyland. If you have ever been to Disneyland, the the map layout is really awesome. And the interactions with the characters are really, really cool. Because, you know, if you ever take your kids to Disney World or Disneyland, you know the smiles they see on their faces when they see these characters. And when they run into them in the game, my kids experience the same thing. Seth, do you think that your son enjoyed it like that? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, definitely the character awareness and seeing those things. He definitely liked it. Um you know, I'm not actually sure if Disneyland Adventures was released on the PlayStation or not. I know it was released on Xbox and PC, but this game was actually originally a Connect game 
So originally it was with the Xbox Connect, so it had the motion controls uh, based off of the motion tracking. Uh, and I actually played it back in the day on my Xbox 360 with Connect, and I've also played it more recently on the Xbox One. And I have to say that to me it's more fun playing it with the controller versus trying to fight around with the motion controls. But yeah, so my son definitely walked around, did, did the wows, kind of like he does at Disney. And, uh, you know, having not been to Disneyland before, it's definitely cool seeing the Matterhorn and some of those rides that, that we haven't got to actually experience in person. So, uh, you know, this is definitely a, a fun game to bring a little bit of that, that Disney home uh, when, you, when you can't be at the parks. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I, um, and the cool thing about this game is you can actually, like, ride the ride, so to speak, as part of their mini games, which is really nice. Um, I know my kids really, really enjoyed that aspect of the game that brings me to thinking about another game that disney uh, made the disney pixar game which it takes all your major pixar characters finding nemo toy story cars up and things like that and they have an adventure game like that which is really simple and easy to play that's actually probably the second game that i've ever played with my kids um have you guys tried that game no i have not sounds fun but no i haven't played it. it is you um you are a character in those worlds you're not the main character, like you're not Lightning McQueen or Buzz Lightyear or whatever. You're a side toy or you're a sidecar or something like that that will adventure along with this main character. Um, but yeah, so I guess you guys have not tried that, but that's a fun game that you can play with your kids. And the last Disney game I want to mention, Epic Mickey. Um, have you guys ever played that? That actually is a game that I am very frustrated with. I cannot complete it, and my son struggled with it as well. So that is a game that we have put on the back burner as many of my adult games that I play. Yeah, definitely. That game came to Game Pass. And uh, again, character awareness for my son. Uh, he definitely enjoyed watching this game be played. And I enjoyed playing it for the first like 45 minutes to an hour, as Aaron knows about my limits on games. Uh, but I got, into, I got to a puzzle where I could literally not move forward. And like you, it got backburnered and left there. Uh, because like I said, I mean, you just couldn't move forward at a certain point. Yeah, it was a little frustrating. So Aaron has not played any of these Disney games, which I'm kind of sad about. Well, well, I never played the first Epic Mickey, but I have played the, some of the second one. And the main reason I jumped into the second Epic Mickey was my favorite Disney character of all time is in that, and that's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So yeah, that's actually first, that's actually the like, same one I played. On that's the one I played. I never, okay, I never played the, the first one. The second one was the free one on Xbox, and that's what I've struggled with yeah okay so i jumped in it just so i could play as oswald and then i realized that you had to have two people playing at the exact same time and at the time with my ps4 i only had one controller so i couldn't play as oswald even when i got my wife to play with me we were just going back and forth and i couldn't play as oswald and i was a little disappointed oh, sad. so not being able to yeah not being able to do that kind of made me stop playing the game so maybe now that i have two controllers on the ps5 i can re-download it and play it again yeah, you should. You should. Definitely a game worth revisiting. Definitely is a great um, co-op game to play we move with your on, significant other. So we could talk about that maybe in the yeah, future. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we move on from this, there is one other Disney game that I feel like deserves a little spot in the sun, the spotlight here, and that's Disney Infinity. So those games were huge. Kids loved them. They had them in the parks that you could go and play. I never had it myself, but I did play it in the parks. Did you guys ever have those? Okay, so I've had opportunities to buy them from other people, but the thing is, they were huge for one year. That 
in my opinion, I feel like they were a failed game. The whole sandbox play box thing that they had going on and the amiibos or characters you had to buy, like it made sense to me what you had to do because they're, you know, Skylanders. Um, Sky, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the dragon? What's the dragon? Um, Sky, Spyro. Spyro Skylanders. Spyro. Yeah, the Skylanders Spyro had the, the same yeah. same type of concept and neither one of those games lasted very long. And like the Wii Amiibos, um, when you bought all those characters, those, those didn't last long either. So did Disney Infinity really only last a year? I felt like it was around longer than that. Skylanders had already pretty much killed most of the momentum there. Yeah. If if it was only Disney Infinity, I feel like it could have gotten a little bit more time. The thing but was, it was it expensive. was a lot of fun. I remember you had to buy all those characters. Well, yes. You know, there was a lot of add-ons you had to buy. Yes, those characters were expensive. What were they like? Fifteen bucks a piece for, for the lower ones. If per character, there were some rare ones that were even more. Why you gotta charge so much, Disney? Do we need to answer that? I'm one to I talk. think everyone knows the answer to that. It's <laughs> Disney. Disney can charge whatever they want and we'll buy it if you're a um, Disney fan. In the, I don't know if you guys ever went up to it, but in the Chase Lounge, they actually had a couple Disney Infinity monitors set up that you can go and play as a bunch of the characters. I don't even know what the Chase Lounge is, man. That's a secret to me. What uh, is that? Oh, it's it's gone now. It, oh. it wasn't Epcot. It was a lounge that if you had a Chase card holder, you could go up there. Oh, credit cards? Sydney AC in the American Pavilion. Gotcha. Yeah, it's Club 733. 733. <laughs> Well, I think Disney is a, is a good stomp starting point for a lot of family-friendly games that you can play with the kids, you play with the family, and you know explore the Disney worlds. They do a great job of that, and that brings us. I I want to. I mean, I think it's jumping ship a little bit, but if we talk about one of the biggest games for kids that are out there, and adults play this a lot too, Minecraft. We're going to some. Oh, we're yes. going to some building games. I know we're jumping from Disney to Minecraft. There's a. Honestly, I'd say Minecraft is a bigger game than most of the, than all these Disney games we talked about. But Minecraft is the epitome, I think, of kids' games um, and family-friendly games. And that is one of the games that my son really got into on his own. I have struggled, and I don't know why. I cannot figure out, is there a story? It, I know there's an end game. you got to fight a dragon or something like that. But, like... You just go in there and build stuff, and you fight these little zombies and skeletons and stuff like that, which is cool, but kids love it. I know I've watched my son. I've played with my son many, many hours. I just have never really figured it out. Do you, uh, is Minecraft something you guys have ever gotten into? So I didn't know about the dragon. That's news yeah, to me. Yeah, there's an end game, but and it legit it, is you have to fight the dragon and beat this dragon. Yep. Oh, well, didn't know that. Look at that. I just thought it was a building game. Um... If you want to tie it into Disney, you can jump on some servers where you can go through all the Disney parks. Yep, I've so uh, I've, per- I've purchased some of those add-ons for my son, and I've purchased an actual actual Galaxy's Edge add-on add-on as well. Ooh, that's cool. That's pretty neat. Um, my little brother was huge, may still be huge. I'll have to ask him into playing all the Minecraft, and he was on it all the time, and. In this case, I was like the little sibling because I would ask to play it and go into the areas and he would just put me into a random server and I would throw TNT everywhere and just see how big of a hole could I blow into the map. That was my extent of playing Minecraft. I just wanted to see how much I could destroy and as quickly as I could do it. Yeah, I've seen my son and I don't know what what server he was playing on, but he's dug into like the center of the earth and fallen completely out of the Minecraft island or whatever it is and gone into like outer space so did he like tape the button down what happened there um no it was um i think i want to say it was the star wars one there was an exit like you can get out of it and get into this weird area but um i mean he likes going in there and just you know finding pigs and roping them and all this kind of stuff 
So, but that, I mean, I know Seth can probably dig into this a little bit more. That actually brings me into another Minecraft game, Minecraft Dungeons, which is a great platformer, you know, RPG style, like slight RPG style game for children and family friendly. And like, honestly, my wife has even played this with the kids. Um, We've switched and we've made characters and stuff like that. But Dungeons is a great game for kids. Really clean. It has the same Minecraft elements of killing these bad guys with your with your weapons, and you can level up stuff so your kids learn about how to use you know better weaponry with the number system and stuff like that. Like a level 22 sword's better than a 20 sword, things like that. So it really, honestly, this game prepares them for bigger games, in my opinion, like Skyrim and Fallout and Destiny 2 and stuff like that, where you have to you know play and you loot and you and you level up your character. I know Seth's gotten into that game a lot. Um, Aaron, I don't know if you've played it, but Seth, what do you think about Dungeons as a family-friendly game? Yeah, 100%. So, you know, just to touch back on the original Minecraft, I played the original Minecraft back in beta before they added the skeletons and the creepers and all that good good junk that they've added into the game. And at the time, it was literally just digital Legos, and I was not impressed. I was always a huge SimCity fan, but uh, Minecraft did not scratch that itch. But Minecraft Dungeons, uh, definitely great game. Baby's first Diablo. I mean, a great way yes. to get, get people into get into those dungeon crawlers. I and, was going to uh, ask you which Baby's first is Minecraft. Yeah, so uh, the original game, uh, Baby's first, uh, Baby's first in City. But the the mm. Minecraft Dungeons definitely Diablo like. Um, I really enjoy Dungeons, not as much as Diablo, uh, just for you know clear reasons. Diablo is much, much, uh, much better built and, and more, more to it. But, but Dungeons is, is a very good casual game. Uh, when I get tired of dying in Warzone and, uh, just want something fun to play a co-op, just kind of hang out, uh, found Dungeons is a great, great little relaxer with that. And there is still a lot to do in Dungeons. I mean, but it, it's a, it's a very well-built game and, and a great game to just knock around with, with family. Awesome, yeah. I I think Dungeons is a great game as well to um, knock around with the family, as you say. Sorry. <laughs> um, one thing that I think you know this kind of leads me into is you know, Minecraft goes to Dungeons, and then you look at other family-friendly RPGs. Have you guys played any of the Lego games? Yes, the Star Wars one. Honestly, we can have a full episode about Lego games, which I think we probably should do. But Lego games are a great, amazing um somewhat RPG style puzzle game that you can really get your kids involved in because they have the linear levels that you have to actually beat in the Star Wars, for example. But at the same time, you can go in and create new characters and use them and you have to unlock new characters. I wouldn't say it's a full RPG. It's more like an action-adventure style game. But there's puzzles that you have to complete in like the Marvel ones. Um, We have played the Marvel um, Avengers 1 and 2 Lego games, and we actually got 100% on the first Marvel Avengers, being Eli and Max. And Max, like my son with cerebral palsy, that uh, Lego games have been a game that he actually can play, and he enjoys them. So, and the cool thing about that is you can add multiple controllers, and you can play with three, four people. So, Hmm. um, have you got, like, I know Aaron said the Star Wars game. Seth, have you played any uh, of these Lego games? I actually haven't played any of the newer story-based Lego games. I did play a lot of Lego games as a kid, uh, especially Lego Creator, which was a much more, much more better city builder than Minecraft, and also Lego Racer, 
and uh, you built your car, and then you raced Rocket Racer. Oh, nice. Phenomenal yeah. game. And honestly, if any of those games are still around, I will definitely have my son on those uh, as soon as he's able to get around on them because they were very good you know, digital builders, in my opinion. Le- but, uh, uh, Lego Creator was actually really, really good. Yeah, I agree with the Lego Creator. I never played the Lego Racer. It's a lot of fun. I, I really would play it today if I had it. I'm probably going to go look. <laughs> Aaron, do you have any? He'll be on that long before he plays it, man. What's your thought process Guaranteed. on uh, some Lego games for the family-friendly style? Lego games are awesome, especially for the younger kids, because like we're saying, ever, all the kids can play them. They don't have a lot of mechanics to them, so it's kind of a good game for to be your intro into video games. Kind of like how the earlier um, Super Nintendo games were for us. Only for a few yeah. buttons to push, only a few things that you can do. But it still gets you to love the games in the first place. Um, so I think they're awesome. I Like I said, I played the Star Wars ones. There was one that you can go through each of the movie storylines. Yeah. And I played through that one a lot. And it was a lot of fun. It's a super easy one to sit there and play with your friends or family and just kind of pass the controller around. It's a lot of laughs. It's a very um, spoofy kind of tell on these stories. It's very comedic, so they yeah. definitely like. Yes, they definitely like to pick fun. At a lot of this stuff. So everybody gets a good laugh out of it. The older generations and the younger ones alike. Everybody gets the humor. And even the humor that the kids don't get. The adults do. But the kids laugh because everybody else is. Yeah, it's definitely... like. And the thing is about these Lego games. Which, like I said, we're I think we really should have a full Lego episode. With all the games they have. But look at the franchises they have. They have Star Wars. They have Marvel. Harry Potter. Pirates of the Caribbean. Indiana Jones. Um, and then the regular like Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park and Lego Movie, Lego Movie Two, Lego Creator, Lego Racing. You know, I think there's the one called Lego City Batman. as well. Batman, the Arkham games, um, Marvel. Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, dude, it's it's nuts. Like it goes on. these Lego games, and honestly, like you, what what you said, the these are great. And I, I'll take Seth's phrase: these are a baby's first video game. I will say, like the Disneyland game and the Disney games that I talked about and that we talked about with these Lego games are great games for introductory games. If you want to get your kids into gaming, or if your kids are interested in gaming, these are safe, good games for your kids to get into that are really easy to play. And that you, you know, granted my kids started playing video games when they couldn't read. And I still have some, a couple kids that can't read right now. So, you know, there's a lot of, Hey dad, what does this say? What does this say? But at the same time, there's enough aspects of Lego games that they can play on their own. And um, at the same time, you can go join them, you know, if you have the time. Grab that controller, and then, like I said, we 100%ed Marvel Avengers number one. And that game is awesome. And, you know, you can, once you unlock all the characters, there's so many characters you can unlock in that game specifically. You just pick the character that you want to be. You could switch at any time, which in our adult games, you can't switch. If you're playing a Marvel game right now, like Marvel Avengers, you you have to pick the character and you have to play through that story. You can't switch at any time and be somebody you want. In these Lego games, you can be whoever you want. And yes, they're much like Grand Theft Auto in that <laughs> sense. Honestly, the way the world is like, if you play the Marvel Avengers game, Lego Marvel Avengers, like the city is exactly like the Spider-Man games because it's Manhattan, it's New York City, it's awesome on uh, number one, anyways, and. You know, I think these are great. Well, that's cool. Yeah, they're excellent family-friendly games, and most of them, just so you all know, are relatively cheap and or free, de- depending on your PlayStation Now and Xbox subscri- uh, subscriptions. But um, yeah, so you know, these are great games. Another 
Um, RPG, I know we, I mentioned that LEGO games might be an RPG. I don't really want to say that they're RPG. I feel like they're in that genre as much as they're action-adventure. But another RPG that just came out actually last year, Mario and Rabid, Rabids, Rabids, whatever it's called, Kingdom Battle. Have you guys ever played that? You guys know anything about it? I played the Mario and Rabbids game. <laughs> is the Kingdom Battle the same one? Yeah, that's what it's called. That's the full title. I'm going to look it up. That's the full... Is yeah. it? I, okay, so I have not beaten it. What do you um, think about it? But I did get it. It's fun. It's different. Um, it's been a long time since I actually picked it up. Is this one the turn-based yeah, one? Turn-based? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep, the turn-based combat. So is, I had a lot of fun with it. In Seth's words, this is baby's first Final Fantasy. I was just about uh, to say that. I stole it. <laughs> baby's first final fantasy it definitely is um and you can change up the weapons and everything in this game it is enjoyable uh i started playing this one at the same time that i started playing mario odyssey and i think because i was playing both those games at the same time is the reason i haven't finished either of them oh man so, you haven't beat you haven't yeah, beat mario odyssey my seven-year-old has beaten mario odyssey by himself not yet okay i I got through uh, the Metropolis world, which I believe is like the halfway point yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. I think so. So I've I've gotten through that, but I haven't finished it yet. So my kids watch Rabbids all the time on Amazon Prime, I think it's on, or Hulu, one of them. Um, they love the Rabbids. I think the Rabbids are like modern-day SpongeBob and just crazy and stupidness, but they love it. So it's very clean. And it's violent at the same time, but it's clean. I don't know. It's crazy. They love it. But it's a violent, violent, clean fun. I bought this game for um, their Christmas, one of their Christmas presents, because it was nine ninety nine on sale. And so I found it for nine ninety nine, brand new game. I don't understand why it was so cheap. Being Mario in the title, I don't give you know. I don't care about the rabbits part. Mario's in the title. This game was nine ninety nine, and uh, my my like my son, he's really enjoyed it because. Um, it's different, you know, it's different from what he's played. Unfortunately, I've gotten my son into Fortnite so much that all other games have been on the back burner. And I feel like I ruined him in a little bit on that aspect. But Mario vs. Vers- Rabids is a great, great um, family-friendly, because you can play with multiple people on there as well. Um, and it's a great family-friendly um, RPG that gets your kids ready for these bigger and better games coming up in the future. You're going to make me... You're going to make me play this game again. I'm never going to get through Demon's Souls. You should, man. You should. Another um, item for kid-friendly and family-friendly games, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is, what, one of the biggest games right now for Nintendo Switch? It's nuts. Took our quarantine by storm. Oh, dude. I mean, selling turnips? like, Like, literally, there was a black market for turnips on this game. And, um... Sure was. You know, I don't own this. I've honestly, I've tried to. I tried to buy this game for Christmas, but it was sold out everywhere. It's probably not not sold out now. It's probably available. And my wife really wants to play this, so I need to get this game. But it's like Animal Crossing. Why is Animal Crossing such a huge game that kids and families can play together and that they love? So they recently came out with a um, with additions to it where you can decorate your island in Mario aesthetics. I so saw you can that. Put the tubes everywhere, all over your island. You can. You can put the blocks in there. You can dress up your characters like Mario and Luigi and everybody else. Um, I haven't jumped in to it in at least a few months. Um, but my wife and I both played a lot, as did my brother. And my in-laws all played on their Switches as well. So this was a game that we were constantly going back and forth to each other's islands. Um, my niece, who 
she just started playing it recently too and added me on the switch just so that we could play together nice so this is this is a this is a game that you're playing with a lot of members of your family oh yeah every uh, pretty much every member of my family just about has this game um i don't think my older sister does yet she may but we all play just so that we can go to each other's islands and kind of mess around and it's really funny because when you go over to each other's island it's kind of like going over to a person's house because you get there and they're like let me take you with them tour my island this is my house this is my bedroom this is the living room this is how i have decorated the area come see my orchard nice nice just go on like a half an hour tour of the island now i have not played this game at all seth have you played it no i haven't had a chance uh, like you said it was kind of hard to come by there for a little bit and also i was playing warzone more than i cared to to become a ser- servant to Tom Nook. <laughs> Man, that raccoon. I owed him a lot of money. <laughs> I have paid off all my debts. Um, definitely took advantage of the stock market to go and trade in all my turnips and make some good money off of them. I have become not a billionaire, but I definitely have a few million bills in that game saved up right now. Nice. And like, what would you say is the best family-friendly aspect of this game? Like, What is this teach kids to play you know what a like you can't it's, it's a single player game so obviously you can't play with your other family members unless you are on the switch online but you know so there actually is a co-op version oh, of it okay um yeah as long as so each person who's on the same switch that creates an account for the island you're going to share the same island so if you and i had the same switch and we both had accounts on it and you had a character and i had a character we would both have houses on the same island okay nice so we would be working together and if you turned it on to co-op then you could both play at the same time and be on the same screen um it's just that player one the screen would revolve around them and player two would have to make sure that they stayed on the screen okay yeah cool um so you can do that. And then it's co-op in the sense that like, if you go over to somebody else's island, um, you can help them by watering their flowers and doing all kinds of other stuff. And I guess if you water um, your friend's flowers and they grow faster than if you were to water your own and a few other things like that that you can go back and forth to do. Um, this game is like literally right up my of, wife's alley. She loves these type of games. Like she is farm it, Farmville. My wife still plays Farmville to this day. She's like level 700 or something like that something nuts oh man so this this game would be hers my wife loves these games that is the reason we had this game on day one she pre i'm pretty sure she pre-ordered it and we had this thing downloaded on the first day and she's got hundreds of hours nice plugged into this game i want to say she's let like 300 hours for this game so far that's crazy because on quarantine she was just playing all the time she got so much done this game's only been out for less than a year at this point um but yeah it's a it kind of teaches kids to work together. Um, you mostly will only invite friends over to your island, although there is a way that you can kind of invite strangers if you utilize the black market thing, which I don't think most kids are doing. Um, that's more of the adult side <laughs> of Animal <laughs> Crossing, if you if you will. Um, but for the kids, like it teaches you to kind of work together because you'll have to work with other people to design your island. You can do it on your own, but it works better if you're working with your family. Yeah also teaches you that you have to pay off your debts. Very important lesson in this game. <laughs> and consumerism is important because the more money you spend in the shop, you have to spend over 100,000 bells, I believe, to upgrade it to like the deluxe version of the shop where you get nicer stuff. So consumerism is important in this game as well. 
So see, you learn. So a lot. it's teaching. Thank it's you, teaching your kids the value of buying and selling, saving, and 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 manage your money your money properly. In a very like twisted way, yes, <laughs> it definitely is. You'll learn a lot from that little raccoon. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I think that you know these are games that are definitely family friendly and kid friendly. Um, one genre that I want to get into, which could be controversial in some respects on this topic for you know different families, depending on what your belief system is and what you want your your kids to be looking at and, and playing. But action adventure slash shooters are there family friendly versions of those? You know, I've talked a few times about my son that I've allowed to play Fortnite. Fortnite is, regardless of what you think about the game in general, Fortnite is a very um, can be a very family-friendly game because they have so many parental controls in that game that you can prevent any kind of weirdness for your children, which is what I have set up for my son. On like, I don't want my son to be able to be chatted with while he's playing the game. I don't want him to be in, invited to other parties. I don't want him to be added as a friend or anything like that. You know, and you can do that. You can tur- disable all chats. You can disable friend requests. You can d- disable messaging, all that kind of stuff in the Fortnite game. And that's not really a topic I want I I'm, we're talking about right now as far as family friendly, but F- Fortnite has done a good job at making kit uh, the game safe for your children. But Fortnite's not really a family friendly game unless four people have accounts. And you would need four systems or Xboxes or PlayStations or PCs to be able to play as a family. Um, but are there any shooters or action games, you know, besides Smash Brothers? And Smash Brothers is on this list, so we'll talk about that. But are there any, sh- are there say. any shooters <laughs> or anything else like that, like action-adventure-style games that are really family-friendly? And I think there are a few out there, um, but Smash Bros. is probably the biggest one. Smash Bros., Smash Brothers, Mario beating up Kirby and all the other Nintendo characters. I mean, we love that. You, I've been playing Smash Brothers since I was like eight years old. I don't even know when the first one came out. I don't know how old I was, but I remember playing Smash Brothers on Nintendo 64. I think that's when the first one came out, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll get to that one in a second. But I see on your list here uh, Worms Rumble. I downloaded that for the PS5, um, the Battle Royale Worms game. And that was a lot of fun. I have never played any of the Worms games up till this chat. I know that you played a few of them. Oh yeah, um, man. But I really enjoy I really enjoyed it. I won a few games just jumping in there with my little worm and his rocket launcher. This is a game. I think we talked about this game on like our very first or second episode because it was on our news of being an upcoming game. And yes, Worms Worms Rumble is a battle royale Worms game that I have not downloaded or purchased myself. But with my history in the Worms games, Worms games are a great family-friendly game. It's a fa- family-friendly um, uh, uh, title. you know. Um, but Worms Rumble is something I put on the list because <clears throat> our, I don't know, you know, like I said, it depends on your, your personal beliefs and um, rules that you want to set up for your family. But Worms fighting other Worms with, with guns, you know, that's... There's no blood, there's no guts, there's no, you know, grotesque images or anything like that. And it's definitely a fun game that kids can play. Now, is it family-friendly? Aaron, can you play that with, like, co-op or, like, multiple controllers and have other accounts playing with you in that game? Or how does that work? So you could play with other people. I don't think that you can play on the same screen. Um, But, like, you and I could play together. 
we could definitely um, team up and play as a team on that game. So if you ever do download it, let me know and I'll re-download it because I have deleted it off my PlayStation just to save up some room. I don't know if I will, um, to be honest. If you ever do, just just give me the heads up and I'll jump on there with you. It takes me no time at all to download it. Um, I, I do have it downloaded. Do you? Okay, I, then maybe I'll I will bought have it, it download. I bought it when it first came out and I planned on playing with you and you uninstalled it before I even had a chance. I am so oh, sorry. Oh, snap. That's why I haven't finished Hitman 3, because you wouldn't play Worms Rumble with me. So, Aaron, that's you the are reason. the, re- that's why you are the reason he has finished Hitman, dude. Come on, bro. Don't even. You can't blame me for this. Uh, Seth just did. I didn't, I'm not blaming you. Seth did, and I'm I'm agreeing with just Seth. Saying. Because if you remember just from saying. our March Madness um, players versus players, heroes versus heroes episode, Seth and I disagreed on a few and when we did agree on one, he screwed me in the final episode of Master Chief. So I'm agreeing with Seth right now just to add a point to my checklist on that. Are you just trying to butter up to him because you killed off his favorite character um, in the yes, first round? Yes, because we will have another Battle Royale-style yeah. Marsh Madness bracket in one day or one episode, and I need to gain some brownie points on Seth. Mm. Well, the only way to gain brownie points with me right now is to team up with me on Worms Rumble. Yeah, that means I have to buy it. Just saying. So, isn't it free? Or was it only free for the PS5? No, it, it was only free for yeah. PS5. We had to pay for oh, it. Man. It was oh, sorry, relatively guys. cheap though. I think it was like 15. Yeah, 14.99 or something like that. that. Yeah, but I see thing I can't I can't buy another on. game that I'm not going to play and cuz I know I'm not going to play it. Like, oh. Yeah, you can. I do it all the time. <laughs> do you know how many how many games Seth has in his library? It is ridiculous. It is. It really is. Do you know the games I've platinum? <laughs> like two. None. Well, moving on from <laughs> the Worms genre or the Worms franchise, which I like I said, I think it's family friendly in the sense that you can play with your your kids can play this game, but it's not family friendly in the sense that you and your kids can play at the same time because it would have to require multiple um uh devices to play it. But Plants vs. Zombies. That's a that's another franchise that is very friendly, family friendly in my opinion. And there's one if we want to talk about shooters in specific, Plants vs Zombies made their Garden Warfare games, which is basically like a modern warfare in in quotations, you know, for the Plants vs Zombies, which you can have. There's a modern or Garden Warfare number one and number two, and they also just came out with a new one um, a few months ago, and like the name is escaping me, but. It is a first-person shooter style um, battle royale, not battle royale, sorry, multiplayer like shooter game with Plants vs. Zombies. And that is very fam- family friendly. I know that we've talked about getting that for our sons because some, um, some of my son's friends from church play this game. And like I said, I've ruined my son. He's, he's stuck on Fortnite, doesn't play anything else. So getting another game right now is not really in the cards because I know he's not going to play. It's a waste of money. But Plants vs. Zombies. I remember playing plant, the first ever Plants vs. Zombies, you know, when you just had the side-scrolling setting of your plants fighting off a zombie thing, and now they have these, these first-person shooter-style games. These are definitely very family-friendly in the sense of there's no violence that is bloody, and there's no killings that you have to worry about your young your younglings you know, watching and seeing. Have you guys experienced any of these games or played any of these games? I have not. Those games have really not been on my radar. I see them. All the time. They are everywhere, but I haven't actually played through them. I had played some of the original Plants vs. Zombies games where it was more of the tower defense games, but I have not played any of the, the newer FPS style. 
Okay. Well, I, I mean, do you guys agree that you think that kids could play these games, though, just from what you know about them? Oh, definitely. So. This is this is a very family-friendly game that is marketed towards the younger generations. But it's a good game that parents can sit down and play with their kids, and everybody can really enjoy it. Like no. I said, I haven't enjoyed it, but I've seen a lot of them to know to know that it's definitely up there on the list. It's kind of like you said in in the in the get go for this genre. You know, really, the genre is more based off of how you teach your kids about the games than it is the games that you pick. Uh, now, I would say, you know, I had a pretty early start with you know some Desert Storm games and some some Medal of Honor and 007 type games that may today may be a little bit more mature than they were at the time the graphics have improved to the point where you know you're not going to drop your drop your uh, preteen into a mature game today as you might have 10 or 15 years ago but that being said i still think it's up to the parent to determine at what age and at what maturity level some of these games truly truly will work for the kids uh but you know when you're talking about sub 10 you know, I think some of these games like uh, Worms Rumble or Plants vs. Zombies, I think that's that's really where you can start getting them into first-person shooters without having to worry about any of the, the additional graphics or obscene nature of some games. Yeah, I fully agree, I fully agree with you with that. on that. Um, and I think that, you know, that's it definitely is up to the parents, and it's up to you to, you know, to protect your kids, so to speak, and... Also allow them to do whatever, you know, what you feel is okay in your family. Um, but that, I think, brings us in the action shooter genre, brings us to the ultimate um, title, Smash Bros. I think Smash Bros, Smash Brothers, Mario versus, like I said, Kirby versus Star Fox versus Samus versus Donkey Kong versus Bowser, whatever you want to say, whoever's your favorite character. This game is the way to get your kids into an action fighting type of game it is it is clean it is fun it is exhilarating and um smash Bros. i think we've all played it we have all loved it and you can grab four controllers on your nintendo and play this as a family this is a great family friendly friendly game and yeah what do you guys love about this game what do you is there anything you don't like about this game you know it so when I was a little kid and the original Super Smash Brothers came out on the N64, my older siblings designated each child in the family a character. My older sister was Link. My older brother was Captain Falcon. My little brother was Kirby. And I was given Fox. And I played Fox like crazy. For some reason, I bought into it that we were told whenever we played this game, those are the characters you have to play. Those are your characters. They tricked you, man. Man, I got good at Fox, let me tell you. I'll tell you what, I I can do his uppercut action move like crazy, and it saves me every single time. I got really good with him. That Kirby though, he was a pain in the neck. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the enjoyment of this games is prefaced by which of the Smash Brothers games you're talking about. I was a huge fan of Super Smash Brothers Brawl on the GameCube. It was phenomenal the way you unlocked characters. The way you work through a character and to, to unlock additional characters and to unlock additional mission lines to me was a load of fun. And I was super excited when when Smash Brothers was coming to the Switch. I bought it day one and I've played it less than I've played Hitman. So Man, you know, really? Do you really have uh, all the characters? 
Yeah, I did not like the way that they set up the uh, missions for the characters in the new version. So in the new version, I want to say the problem I had, and I haven't done it since it first came out, was the online play. The online play was laggy. I had a hard time playing through it. None of the matches were any good. So I kind of stuck to just playing by myself or with my family when we were sitting there. My wife and I played a lot together. And I know that my brother-in-law, when he was over, we played we played family, family battles a lot in our house. Now, is this game for the missions? Like, I, this is another game that has been sold out when I tried to purchase it. And like I said... I'll say it again, third time's a charm. I've ruined my son because he only plays Fortnite, so I have not bought this game. I really want to buy this game um, for the for the for what? the Switch or Switch. Sorry, for the Switch because it could be for Twitch too. <laughs> you can play it on Twitch. I just said, yeah, I haven't I haven't bought it because it was sold out all of November and December, and I started letting him teaching him for uh, Fortnite in January ish. So like he will not play any other game, and it's sad. Um, but like, <laughs> it's sad, it is, oh, man. but I mean, the online aspect of this game was something I was actually looking forward to because I would love to, you know, and honestly, I'm, I'm an old school man. Mario was my guy. Mario was my guy. Like Mario or Donkey Kong. That's who I, the, who I chose. I loved either one of them. And I was really excited about some online gameplay of this and it sounds like it was not that great. So Cloud is my go-to character for the new one. I'm sure you guys could have guessed that. Um, but I still go back to Fox. My siblings had it engraved in me so much, embedded in my head, that I had to play Fox all the time. That I still gravitate towards him when I play that game. Um, that might they, Some they therapy might uh, actually fix that for you. It may. <laughs> it may. <laughs> I may need therapy from that. Um, but we played that game so much as kids. Because it was one of the only ones that all four of us, because I had, my little sister is too young to play with her, um, was too young when the game first play, came out to play with the rest of us. But there was four of us and we could all four plug in controllers and play against each other. So that game was on all the time. It almost never came out of this. So let me ask you this, versus you versus your, your brothers and sister, who has the most wins? My sister. You wipe the floor <laughs> with us every time. Nice. Um, there is one other game that I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me on, that as far as family-friendly games goes, is the crown jewel of sitting down with the family to play through it. And to me, that is the Mario Party. And we can lump the Mario Kart into this as well. So those two probably deserve a little time on their own. But for time's yes. sakes, we'll keep them both together here. Uh, Mario Party and Mario Kart. You guys got a lot of... I'm just going to assume that you both have played Mario oh, Kart. Because yeah. everybody has. Oh, yeah. I still play Mario. That's Mario Kart is the... Only game in my house right now that everyone will sit down and play. And I can get my son off of Fortnite for Mario Kart because my wife will play it. My kids will play it. I'll play it. Um, I grew up on Mario Kart like I shared earlier. Like Mario Kart and GoldenEye was my Saturday mornings. And we played the racing. We played the battle. And me versus my dad versus my brother. And now we're doing it as you know me and my, my children. And I don't own Mario Party for the Twitch yet. or Switch. I keep saying Twitch. Sorry. The Switch. I need to get it. It's another game that was on that was unavailable at Christmas time. So that's why that's why at Christmas time I bought Mario vs. Rabbids instead of Smash Brothers or Mario Party. But um, playing Mario Party in college with my buddies, it definitely would be a great game that my kids would love now because like we play those type of games in real life now anyways that Mario Party would be, you know? And my kids would love it. And it just yeah, Mario Kart though 
and Mario Party, I think, are the epitome of um, family-friendly gaming. And Nintendo has owned family-friendly gaming for near, I, uh, dare I say, generations. I think family-friendly, oh, family-friendly gaming has been Nintendo, hands down. And these two games are the top tier of family-friendly gaming. Uh, so let me just say that picture a little Aaron in elementary school. When I was in aftercare, we had a game room where they had two TVs set up and two N64s that were in there when I was in elementary school. And if you were in aftercare, you could go in there and play them. And Mario Party was the game that we played all the time. Nice. And since elementary school, I did not play Mario Party again until I met my wife and we went to our parents' house for the first time and they had it. And let me tell you, every single person in the house would sit down to play Mario Party. Because it doesn't, it doesn't even matter how many controllers you have usually for that game. Because yep. um, sometimes you can play that game and just pass around the remote until you get up to some of the challenges. Then you'll everybody have their own controller. But sometimes you can play it with just the one. I've actually never played Mario Party. Really? I have oh, wow. played a ton of Mario Kart. <clears throat> but I've never had an opportunity to play Mario Party. Other than, you know, little set that the Walmart playing on the... Uh, demo tv i think i may have played a little mario party there but uh, nonetheless i have played mario kart ever since the super nintendo always loved playing mario kart you know that's honestly out of all the games i play on the switch it's probably the only game that's gotten very many hours on it and that's just because it's such a great game that i i've played with uh, some youth that i've taught in the past and you know uh, my wife even jumps in and plays that with me she doesn't play very many video games but she definitely enjoys mario party or Mario Kart, I mean. And, you know, as Chad was saying, as far as Nintendo just owning family games, you know, uh, you know, we didn't really set the groundwork for this, but if, if you know, if we're talking current generations, this may not fit, but we talked a few weeks ago about Wii Sports, and that was clearly, to me, like the epitome of family-friendly games because everybody jumped into uh, Wii Sports because it, it didn't require you to have the uh, controller talent that uh you know mario kart and and mario smash brothers uh kind of lends toward uh with with wii sports any, anybody could play and enjoy it true true i, I didn't we didn't even talk about the wii sports because the wii's not really an option anymore but like yeah it goes along with the lines that nintendo has owned the family-friendly gaming genre and we haven't even talked about the nintendo like original classic of mario itself Every Mario game is family friendly. You know, if you think about it, that is a game that you can play with your whole family. You know, some of them you can play with Mario and Luigi at the same time. Some of them, like now the the new Mario Party three or Mario 3D, um, in the Bowser's Fury that just came out, you can play with a few other people as well. But like, yeah, Mario is probably the franchise face of family friendly gaming. I would say he has the most games that are family friendly. Mario Racing, you know, Mar- or Mario Kart, whatever you want to call it. Smash Brothers, Mario Party, regular Mario games, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, all those things. Nintendo has definitely been the face and the forefront of family-friendly gaming. Um, I don't know, really, if there's any other um, franchises that can even compare, to be honest. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've, there's a party game that we used to play, Fusion Frenzy. Do you ever, you guys ever play that? It was on the Xbox. I don't know if it was on PlayStation or not. No. But Fusion Frenzy was a game like Mario Party that they geared more towards teens. It was like American Gladiators meets Mario Party, so to speak. That was a fun game to play. Um, I'm I'm sure my kids would enjoy it now. 
um, even to this day. But, um, you know, Mario Party, Mario Kart, I think those are the, the top two when it comes to family-friendly gaming. Smash Bros, you could probably put as the top three, to be 100% honest, if you want to think about it. But, um, you know, we've talked about a lot of games in this episode. Family-friendly gaming is different for every family. You know, it depends on your family dynamic and, you know, how you want to do things in your family. But um, getting your kids into video games is something that can be done. And it can be done safely. It can be done um, in a way that you prevent your kids from seeing blood and guts, hearing a lot of curse words and things like that. Um, But uh, family-friendly gaming is definitely something that is a huge um, aspect of the gaming community. And, you know, that's why we want to talk about tonight. We wanted to share games that you guys could play with your friends, that we've played ourselves, that we enjoy. And we want to hear from you in our our, uh, group, in our Discord you know, what games are you playing with your families right now? What do we miss? What do we leave off? Well, you know, obviously there's like Rocket League, um, Overcooked, Splatoon 2 is another action shooter style game that you can play with kids. Um, there's a lot of games out there that are family friendly. And, you know, in this in this time of, time of age where we are, you know, we spent the last year in our homes because of COVID. You know, family friendly gaming is something that was huge for my family. Like we played a ton of Mario Kart and, uh, you know, me and my son beat Mario Odyssey together, and then I eventually taught him Fortnite. You know, we played my, we we beat almost all the levels of Minecraft Dungeon. So there's a lot of games out there that you can play with your kids and enjoy and have fun with, and not worry about them seeing things or hearing things that you don't want them to hear at whatever young age it is. And also, if you're someone that's a a lover of video games like the three of us are, there are games out there that can prepare your kids for the future. You know, when they when they go and play their Skyrim playthrough or they play Call of Duty or whatever it is in the future, they have games that can prepare them for that now. So family-friendly gaming is definitely a big aspect of the gaming world, and it's something that, you know, everyone is eventually at some time or in their past has been aware of. Um, but I think, you know, that brings us to the end of this episode, guys. Do you have any final thoughts on uh, family-friendly gaming or games that we might have skipped? No, I think that we covered a good amount of games here. We definitely got a lot in. I'd love to hear what everybody else has to say on our Facebook group, but for us, I think we got a good good little mashup here. Agreed. I think I think all the games we've mentioned here are great starter games for uh, everybody to, to bridge into gaming. You know, there's several games that I, I think, uh, again, branch off of this that, that things like Need for Speed and other things, but I think really, you know, Mario Kart establishes that, you know, that's probably baby's first need for speed. So, you know, we, we always, you know, pretty much all Mario games make for a great starter point for all these types of games. And then, you know, if uh, as you get older, you can go from Smash Brothers to Mortal Kombat and, you know, from from Odyssey to Skyrim. And, you know, all these Mario games just really make for great starter family games to get your kids into gaming uh, at a point where you don't have to worry too much about what they're seeing or what they're hearing. So yeah, I, th- I think Nintendo owns the show on, on these games, and I think they're great points to start with. Yeah, awesome. I, I fully agree. I think you know there's probably some games that we missed, which I definitely wanted to hear from you guys what you're playing with your kids, um, or maybe some games that we talked about that you don't think your kids should play. Um, obviously, like we said a few times, that this is your, your own decision for your own family. But, um, you know, there, there are a lot of games out there that you can play as a family and your kids can play and that are that are safe and and 
and uh, appropriate for their age. Um, and like I said, my seven-year-old, my nine-year-old, and my three-year-old watches us. So there's definitely games that, that are out there that you don't have to worry about. This brings us to the end of our family-friendly episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us talk about games that we can play with our children, play with our loved ones, our grandparents, things like that. I know there are a lot of games out there that can be geared for babies first, as Seth likes to say. Uh, babies first video games, things like that. Where hopefully you guys enjoy them. Let us know when we post the episode in the comments if you've played any of these. How your family, how your family video games? Do you guys let the kids play games? Are they too young, too old? Um, what are they playing? What are you guys playing? Because even if you got teenagers, you know, once my kids get older, I'll be playing Call of Duty with them or something. So I know family friendly gaming is definitely not just the more younger children games that we talked about today. But you can also have a lot of fun, and there's, you know good setups for the kids that are little for future gaming like we talked about so as we always do um we'll start off with aaron aaron what are your plans for this week to play any of the games we talked about tonight going to be games you play are you sticking with your demon souls and um oh shoot we're less than a month away from from uh resident evil i gotta get prepared for that Maybe Demon Souls should be yeah, something yeah, I play. A little over a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little, little over a month. month. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Demon Souls is not going to prepare you for that game. You just need to bite the bullet and jump on with Resident Evil 7. It's a hey, little I, bit of the same storyline, same character. So just, just so you know, and I just realized this, I have Resident Evil 3 that I got for free mm-hmm. when I bought my graphics card and Resident Evil Resistance. So I do have two Resident Evil games that I own in my library. All right, then. Uh, or should we Evil just not play them and then one. wait for a fresh, you know, scary experience? We, I don't think I should. I think I should just go in as a as a child, you know, not knowing what I'm about to face. At least if you're if you're committed to never playing Resident Evil Seven, at least read the synopsis of the game before we jump into this because it is following the same character. Okay, well maybe maybe so, we can we can we can talk about that. But what are you going to play this a, week? It's a short game. <laughs> you, sh- you should just play it. I yeah. am going to continue with uh, Demon Souls, get my ground on there. And I will also play some more Watchdog Legions. I'll get back to you, see how that ends up panning out. And random game that I jumped on, that I downloaded, is uh, Arkham Knights. Batman nice. Arkham okay. Knights. So, yeah. so I haven't Choice. played it in a long time. took me a second to, to kind of get back into for a minute. But I, I thoroughly enjoy those superhero games, so... I know that's an, and that's another one we talked about that's being delayed is the the um, Gotham Knights game which got delayed yeah. to next year. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I'm looking. This will tie you I'm over. I love a good out. DC game. DC oh, does yeah. DC does a good thing. They make good good TV shows and they make decent and good video games. Honestly, better games than Marvel. So DC wins on that respects. Yeah, win in the movies. Until you play Spider Man. I know one Hold versus. Hold off your vote until you get to Spider Man. There's two Spider Man games: Spider Man One and Miles Morales. And there's what. Five Batman games that are amazing. We're just getting started with Spider-Man. He'll catch up. He just <laughs> his first game came out in 2018. Well, kind of. There's been dozens of them before, but yeah. for, for this one, it started in the 2018. One that matters. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Seth, what are you going to be playing? Good question. With uh, season two reloaded coming out, I'll definitely be hopping into Warzone. And actually, this time next week, I'm going to be out of town for work. So uh, definitely going to put this 3080 through its paces this week. Uh, so, uh, that way I'm prepared for next week when I can just focus on schoolwork, you know? And so, so this week I can just, just, just put that to the side and focus on my 3080. So definitely going to be knocking out lots of Call of Duty. Maybe I'll jump into some Hitman, uh, 
maybe some cyberpunk just to see what it looks like. And uh, I tell you what, man, Arkham uh, sounds pretty fun. I, I really enjoy those games, but I'll be playing lots of Warzone. What about you? Uh, what about you, Chad? What, what will you be playing this week? Um, I've got I've got some sailing to do. I will be hitting up the high seas for at least three streams, and I will be getting back into Warzone again. And uh, I don't know. I think I think Fortnite's going to be put on hold this week because of uh, the amount of baseball we got going on this weekend. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm sure I'll play a couple rounds of Fortnite with my son. But yeah, more than likely it'll just be some Sea of Thieves. Um, go, you know, go plundering some uh, islands, killing some skellies, and uh, looting, looting for booty. And uh, Call of Duty, yeah, this this new update, as as big as it is, let's see what glitches we get this time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is wraps up our episode, guys. It was great chatting with you guys. I look forward to our next episode. And uh, until then, see y'all soon.